So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday evening, Father Nicholas gave a homily that I thought was exciting and challenging. I think he was a little discouraged for a few moments that we didn't jump up and down enough, because we should have been jumping up and down. But he started his homily by saying, we made it! And I wasn't quite sure for a moment what he meant. I, I, at first I thought, rather foolishly, that, oh, he means we made it through uh, Lent and Pascha and we've gotten to the Ascension and so we, we made it. And that's not really what he meant, though that's partly true. But what he meant was that we made it to heaven. We got there. So I went home and I pondered it and pondered it and I thought, wow, that's really exciting. We did make it. I mean, St. Paul says we have been taken up together, raised up together with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And if you got your head on straight this morning as a believer in Christ, you're sitting in heavenly places right now. You say, well, it looks like our church. Well, it looks like our church, but you know what our church looks like? Heaven. Heaven. That's why we build it this way. So we're seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. So I was sitting there, and, and I, I was going to give a different homily, but I was sitting there uh, on Thursday morning, and I thought, what is Jesus doing now? You know, I could take you through the entire life of Jesus on earth, pretty much by memory. I know what he did. I mean, if we start with the Annunciation, I can take you through. I know it pretty much by heart. But if you were to say, well, Father John, what's he doing now? I'd have to stop and think. Well, I don't know. It says he's <coughs> seated. Folks, that doesn't mean he's sitting down. <laughs> we say, for example, of Queen Elizabeth that she was seated upon the throne in such and such a year. Does that mean that she never got up? It's a proper formal expression. And when we say we are seated with him in the heavenly places, it doesn't mean you're going to sit in the church at St. Athanasius day after day after day and do nothing. It's a formal delightfully formal expression of royalty. Now, Americans have a hard time with royalty. Now, we like to dress our most important ruler in a nice suit. Well, lots of people wear nice suits. But with royalty, we dress them very, very grandly. So, at any rate, what I wanted to do today was to take you through a prayer that you'll hear part of in just a few moments. And the purpose of taking you through this prayer is so that you will grasp a little bit of what is Jesus doing right now. What's he doing? Uh, I'll give you a little clue. He's preaching. He's prophesying. How do you know that? because I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm not Christ, but I do serve him, and I am an icon of him, and it's never occurred to me since 1958 
that I do anything but prophesy. I'm not a very good preacher. I'm really not. My homiletics professor was right. I'm no good. But I can prophesy pretty well. And that's what I do. Because that's what the Lord does, and he's given that to us. Now, let's see how that works. Now, at St. Anthony in San Diego, where I was the priest from its start on for 15 years, and for the last five of which, uh, Valerie was the choir director, she and I used to have a war. No, we didn't. We never had a war. Uh, but there was something that I did that I think was not right. Only one thing. <laughs> Only one. On this prayer I'm going to read for you, which is starts, no one is worthy, I wanted it out loud, loudly enough so that the people would hear it. So while the choir was starting, the cherubic hymn, I would start, no one is no one who is bound with the desires and pleasures of this life is worthy to approach or deny or to serve the O King of Glory. And so Valerie's got the choir singing the Cherubic Hymn, and the only reason I wore the mic was so the people could hear that, and the, and the it is meet and right to him thee, to bless thee, to praise thee, and to worship thee in every place of thy dominion. I don't need a mic. But I wanted them to hear this over the choir. But I didn't, I also wanted them to hear the choir. <laughs> I don't think, maybe because it was a brand new parish and we were just learning, maybe it was okay. I wouldn't do it now. But you need to know this prayer. So I'm going to read the prayer for you. And the reason I want to read it, because you need to listen particularly to the second person singular verbs. They show you something of what Jesus is doing right now in heaven. He's not sitting. He's doing some things. So, listen carefully. And even you kids, see if you can figure out, particularly listening to those verbs, See if you can figure out what he's doing. It's a number of things. Here's how it goes. I'm going to read it, though I know it by heart. No one who is bound with the desires and pleasures of the flesh is worthy to approach or draw nigh or to serve the old king of glory. For to serve thee is a great and fearful thing, even to the heavenly powers. Nevertheless, through thine unspeakable and boundless love toward mankind, thou didst become man, yet without change or alteration. And as Lord of all, didst take, there's one of those second person singulars, and didst take the name of our high priest and delivered unto us, there's another one, the ministry of this liturgic and bloodless sacrifice, for thou alone, O Lord our God, rule, not another one, rule over those in heaven and on earth who art born on the throne of the cherubim, who art Lord of the seraphim and king of Israel, 
who alone art holy and rest in thy holy place. Okay, that's just for open. Now you already saw some things he's doing, didn't you? Wherefore, I implore thee who alone are good. Now, in the anaphora, when, we, when the priest prays, it is made and right to him thee, to bless thee, to praise thee, and to worship thee in every place of thy dominion, that prayer is addressed specifically to the Father. This prayer is directed specifically to the Son. Okay. Wherefore, I implore thee who alone are good and ready to listen. There's one of those. Ready to listen. Look down upon me. There's another one of those. A sinner and thine unprofitable servant. Now, this is the priest. He's praying this in regard to himself. Maybe most priests don't need to pray it, but I sure do. Uh, because before we're going to do this service, we need to ma make sure things are straight with the Lord. Look down upon me, a sinner, in thine unprofitable servant, and cleanse my soul. There's another one of those second person singular verbs. Cleanse my soul and my heart from an evil conscience, and by the power of thy Holy Spirit, enable me, there's another one, who am endued with the grace of the priesthood to stand before this thy holy table and perform the sacred mystery of thy holy and immaculate body and precious blood. For I draw near unto thee and bowing my neck, I pray thee, turn not thy face from me, neither cast me out. That's, there's a second person, but it's something I don't want him to do. Neither cast me out from among thy servants, but grant or vouchsafe, that means super grant, vouchsafe that these gifts may be offered unto thee by me, thy sinful and unworthy servant. For, now really hang on, for thou thyself art he that offers, and who is offered. It isn't the priest Nicholas or John Stephen or John Carrillo. It's the Lord who offers, and his icons serve with him. Jesus is, the, Jesus is the celebrant. But he's not just the celebrant. He's the offering. That's what he is right now. He's the celebrant and the, what is, and the offering that is offered. Okay. Now you made me lose my place. <laughs> and grant that these, uh, and cast me not from among thy servants. Oh, see, I was there already. For thou thyself art he that offers and is offered, that accepts, accepts whom? Accepts you. <laughs> accepts you. <coughs> That's something he's doing. He's accepting and who is distributed because <coughs> the Lord of heaven is going to be distributed to you today. That's another thing that he's doing. Okay. That accepts and is distributed, O Christ our God, and unto thee we ascribe glory together with thy Father who is from everlasting and thine all holy, good, and life-giving spirit. 
now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. All I can give you today is just a glimpse. Just a glimpse. We don't know what it's going to be like. We don't really know a whole lot about what heaven's really like. For now we see through a glass darkly. But we can see a little. Why do we want to see it? So that you and I will be encouraged. So that we will be strengthened. So that our faith will be stronger. So that when something goes wrong with you on Wednesday afternoon, you will say, this is awful, but I have something to look forward to. I have a hope. We finish our prayers so often in the church and at home. Glory to you, O Christ, our God, and our hope. He's our hope. And I need to have at least a glimpse of what he is doing. Because what he's doing is being done for me, for you, for us. Many of us grew up on a theology that was not exactly correct. One of the most important expressions in the theological environment I grew up in was the finished work of Christ. So much was made of the finished work of of Christ. There is some truth in that. The problem was, the implication is, that it's all done. It ain't all done. What was to be done on earth is done. But he's still doing. He didn't get back to heaven and say, that was a tough one. Especially that last thing, I don't like that very well. No, no, not at all. Not Yes, the work on earth is finished, but he's going to work in heaven forever and ever unto ages of ages, and we get to participate with him. That's part of the deal. That's part of being citizens of the kingdom. Now, <coughs> I want to spell this out in three ways. Now, you heard a lot of those verbs, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to take time for them all because we'd be here way too long. I just want to do three things, very simple, and you already know them. And as St. Peter says, it's good to remind you of these things. I want you to understand that in heaven today, he is prophet. He's prophet. He's a proclaimer. Prophesy doesn't mean specifically to foretell the future. It means to proclaim. Jesus is proclaiming. How does he proclaim? <coughs> he doesn't say, hey, you folks down there on earth, I have a message for you. He speaks through us. Particularly, he speaks through the priest. You know, Father Alexander Schmemann had a very different view of the teaching of homiletics. When I first met him, and we got, we got to know him at St. Vladimir, there was not a department of homiletics at St. Vladimir Seminary. Do you know why? He said, the priest is supposed to prophesy. He's supposed to prophesy. He's proclaiming the message of Christ. 
we don't need a homiletics class. He was probably right. My homiletics class just about destroyed me. The priest is to prophesy. How does he do that? It's Christ prophesying through us. I have no idea how many times over the last, whatever, since I was, since, I, since 1958. I have started a message like this. Tonight, I'm going to speak to you. But you must understand that it isn't just I that's going to speak to you. God is going to speak to you tonight. God is going to proclaim to you tonight. I am his mouthpiece. And you are going to hear from him. And you will have to make a decision based on what he has to say to you. Otherwise, I wouldn't even get up and speak. What do you want to hear, John Braun? Why would anyone want to hear him? But you do want to hear the Lord speak, don't you? Well, you better have a priest who he can speak through. Because he prophesies in heaven. He's prophesying, but he lets us participate. So that's one thing he does. He's priest. Let me read you just a passage or two from the scriptures. I love this. Hebrews 4.14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, not just priest, high priest. There were some bad high priests. Caiaphas, bad high priest. Annas, bad high priest. Collaborators in the crucifixion of the Lord. Bad high priest, great high priest, Jesus. Ah, therefore, since we have a great high priest, now here's why I took, this is why we're dealing with the ascension. A great high priest who has passed through the heavens. What does passed through the heavens mean? It means he ascended. He ascended. He passed through the heavens. That's what he's talking <coughs> about. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I think that's, that was the heart of what you were after on Wednesday night. We're there. Because he passed through the heavens, it's a guarantee <coughs> that we'll get there. So, what you need to take home today is you need to hold fast your confession. Because of what he's doing right now in glory. You get discouraged, don't you? Some of you get unhappy. I'm so sorry you get unhappy. I don't care if you're unhappy. <coughs> but you need to have some joy. How can I have joy? Because he's passed through the heavens. And he took me with him. How can I not have joy? So my day is miserable. So I still have joy. I'm there. I just got to finish out the time here. But he's going to help me do that too. Because he's prophet. And because he's high priest. And he's not just the high priest. So we read in Hebrews, 
he enters into the heavenly holy of holies and he is offering himself. We offer bread and wine that is transformed because he's offering himself. You, you understand, no, you don't, neither do I, but you understand that there's no time in heaven. It's all sort of like a now. And he's offering himself for eternity for us. For us. Doesn't that give you a tiny bit of joy? That there's offering for us? St. John says, the blood of his son Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's a present tense. That's what he's doing. His blood cleanses us. You're being cleansed right now. A little while later, you're going to feel super cleansed if you understand what he's doing. Okay, just a little more. Again in Hebrews, he says, the former high priests, on the one hand, existed in great numbers. These are all the Old Testament high priests. They existed in great numbers because they all died. <laughs> because they, it's rather sophisticated or nicer than I said it. Because they were prevented by death from continuing. So in Jesus' time, they had to elect a new high priest every year. Because not every year did the guy die. But, you know, high priest just kept dying. But now we have a high priest who never dies. But Jesus, on the other hand, because he continues forever, holds his priesthood permanently. The priest John is going to die. The priest Nicholas is going to die. But the high priest will never die. His icons may die, but we'll reign with him. Oh, that's where I'm going next. Therefore, hang on to this. He, Jesus, is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. What is Jesus doing now in timeless heaven amongst other things? As high priest, he is making intercession for you, personally, individually. Father, I know that Vern is not always perfect, but Father, my offering is for Vern. My offering is for Jan. My offering is for Philip. Father, accept them. I intercede. For them, he ever liveth to make intercession. Interse enter between whom? Between the Father and Son. He makes intercession for us. The Holy Spirit does this too. that too, but that's another homily. Okay? Lastly, not just prophet, not just priest, but high priest, Offering and being offered and making intercession. That's what he's doing right now. I mean, you know, there isn't exactly a now in heaven because now refers to a particular point in time. They're just 
is no time there. But for us, we have to say it in some way. So that's what he's doing right now. Prophet, priest, and king. You remember the old hymn, one of the, my favorite hymns growing up? I can remember sitting at the Knox Presbyterian Church in Berkeley, and I usually wasn't paying attention. No, I rarely paid attention. But I paid attention when we sang, and be thou my vision. High King of heaven, thy victory won. May I reach heaven, O bright heaven's sun. That's grand, and it's true. It lacked a little, because it isn't just that he will be high king of heaven. He is the high king of heaven, and king over what? He is king over heaven, and he is king over this earth. You say, Father John, if he's king of this earth, he's sure doing a bad job of it. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not doing a bad job of it. Why can I say that? Because he wants you very much to know how inable, unable and inept and how poorly we think we can run the earth. We mess it up every time we try to touch it. I don't doubt what our politicians want to do. I think they, for the most part, want to do what's good. They just can't, because they don't know how to reign. And everything gets mixed up, and they confuse us, all of them. You know, I know some things that a good father does. Not because I'm a good father, but the prodigal's father. You know what the father of, of the prodigal son did when his son wanted to leave? Oh, he said, please don't go. Oh, you don't know what it's like out there. Oh, no, no, don't go. Oh, I'll, I'll double your wages. Please stay. I'll send you to counseling. He just let him go. And Jesus makes him the model of a good father. Why would he do that? Because that's what Jesus' father was like. I'll let you go. He says, you think you can run the earth? I'll let you run the earth to a certain point. Only to a certain point. No, you can't do that. No, that's too far. No, no, no. You say, well, I'm worried about ISIS. Yeah, I am. No, he says, only so far. He's worried about, I'm worried about Washington, D.C. But he says, no, only so far, you can do that. You know, it's kind of comical, isn't it? Uh, at at, at, at uh, St. Stephen the other night, I was speaking on the Psalms. Here all this is going on, and we think we're doing all this stuff on earth. Why do the heathen rage and the kings of the earth imagine vain things? They have gathered themselves against, together against the Lord and against his anointed. This is what my homily there was about. Because they're saying, let us tear his restraining bands from us. And the next verse says, he that sits in the heavens laughs. He says, okay, okay. 
try your puny efforts. Okay, go do your same-sex marriage. Go ahead and do it. I'm just laughing at you because it's not going to work. It won't work. You think you can save the planet. I know how to save planets, <laughs> but you don't. I know. I'll let you go, but only so far. He's prophet, he's priest, and he's king. Now, just a little bit of cleanup here. All of this you could learn even better by far than I've given it to you today if you would just sit in church for a week and watch the priest. What do you see going on over here a lot? Confession. You see the, the icon hearing the confession. Or you sit here and you say, oh, my goodness, I'm the only person in here today. Uh, you aren't the only person in here today if you're the only person in here today. You are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses, but with the Lord present. You see, Jesus hasn't stopped doing. He's doing things right now. He is active as our prophet. He proclaims to us the gospel of the kingdom. He proclaims to us his message. He proclaims to us his commandments. He teaches us. He does this as prophet and as high priest. He offers and is offered. He cleanses. He heals. He distributes. He enlightens. He does all of these things. And he's king. It's just a little glimpse. Just a little glimpse. But I'm terribly encouraged. More so even because he lets us participate. He lets us participate. I know your senior priest pretty well. Do you know what he loves above everything else he does in this parish? Do you have any idea? He loves to stand at that altar. Whew! Participate in what Jesus is doing right now. But so do you. Because he never says, Thine own of thine own I offer unto thee. You'll never hear him say that. Thine own of thine own we offer unto thee. Well, who's the we? Well, we's the we. Because we're participating with him. Just a glimpse. Just a glimpse. Keep your eyes open very carefully for the rest of this divine liturgy. And you'll see a lot that he's doing in heaven.